0: Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. When it comes to big or small projects around the home, Tony and Corey have got the know-how and the answers to make your life just a bit easier. Here they are, your Weekend Warriors, Tony and
1: Corey. Hey, welcome to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. I'm Corey Valdez. And I'm Tony Cookston. Thanks for tuning in with us today. We've got another great show for you this brand new 2020 year. Yeah, I feel like the t- the
2: thing to do at the beginning of a year or right at the end of a year is to kind of go back and review the things that made up the last year. When you're contemplating what the new year is going to bring, kind of talking about your goals and your aspirations and the things you want to accomplish, it's a good time to look back at what you've done and uh, sort of gauge how you're going to improve upon that and, and what's going to be different going forward. So we thought we would take this time today to sort of go over some of the things that we accomplished in 2019 and, um, you know, do a little sort of
1: 2019 in review, if you will. Yeah, we had a big year. 2019 was probably the most busy year the Weekend Warriors have ever had. Indeed. Ever.
2: It was a ever. lot. Man, we did a lot, accomplished a lot. And uh, it really turned out great, I feel like.
1: Yeah, we've uh, we've absolutely killed it with our uh, help from our producer, Buddy, who uh, is in the studio with us today. He's uh, done an amazing job. Uh, I don't know if you follow the Weekend Warriors or listen to our show a lot, but this year, or I should say last year in 2019, we set off to do something different. We've been doing this radio show for going on nine years. So we were getting a little stale. We were trying to figure out where we were going with this thing. We were on 17 stations across the Pacific Northwest from Seattle to Medford, all the way into Central Oregon, Eastern Washington. We really grew this thing to its potential, I feel like. And we have a lot of wonderful listeners out there. But this year, we decided to put together a social media kind of thing. We, we started recording YouTube videos. We started our own online presence. And we really... Took the bull by the horns. Yeah, we started to on. started
2: to really focus on Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, and like you said, YouTube, of course, and uh, and we just wanted to bring a new dimension. I mean, I don't think we I don't think we reached stale, but we were afraid that we might, and we didn't want that for for our listeners and now for our viewers, which is it, which is great, and we've gotten a lot of really positive feedback. Since we've started doing it, so we're definitely going to continue yeah. along those lines and and uh, do so much more even in 2020. Well, I mean, you did start to smell a little like mothballs. Oh, <laughs> a little. <laughs> well, I, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> anyway, it happens, I guess. Right? We just have to be we have to be careful to stay fresh and uh, stay on focus. Fresh and so clean. Yeah.
1: Right. Well, let's go over it. Let's start this thing out this uh, this year or last year was. Absolutely crazy. We started this thing out working on exactly what we're sitting in right now. We're sitting in our beautiful Weekend Warriors recording studio uh, that we converted. We converted this from a shed. It was a single wall construction shed, no insulation, no air sealing. This thing was a cold shed. Yeah, it was dank. And we took out to convert this thing into a recording studio, which we've never done before. We've never had to build any sort of con- any sort of recording studio per se, and we learned the hard way a lot of lessons. Now, there was a lot of things that we had no idea we were going to be facing,
2: challenges that we were going to face, and uh, and we didn't spend a lot of time worrying about it. We just jumped in. And we started to use what we had created. And if it wasn't working right, then we started working on solving that problem. Yeah. And we just sort of stolved, solved one problem at a time until we got to a place where
1: it, it was working the way we wanted it well, to work. And that's really what weekend warrioring is about, right? You you set off to do something, trial that, and error that you've never done before. <laughs> yeah. You get online, <laughs> you watch some videos, you listen and you'd ask for help and you talk to people and you get it done. Yeah. And the very first thing we had to do in here was build a wall. So we built that wall. And then the next thing we had to do was sheetrock, which we said no, we're not doing. Yeah. So we hired somebody to come in and do the sheetrock. But then after the sheetrock was done, we thought we were amazing. We thought we did the best job. We set up our recording studio here and it was terrible. The 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 amount of reverberation or echo inside this room was unbelievable. It was unbearable. It was like a tiny little echo chamber. So we had to uh, figure that out. Yeah, we had to solve that problem in order to move forward. The very first few shows we recorded in here, we did not video podcast. We did not have them on YouTube. And we were literally draping blankets over ourselves to reduce (laughs) the amount of echo. Yeah, because we had to get the show done. We do the show every week. So we had to do it. Uh, But you know, we were we set out to figure this out, and we bought some things online. We're like, "Oh, this is it." We bought some of those foam square, you know, angular foam things that you would typically see probably in a recording studio, right? Turns out they don't work. <laughs> well, at the, all. Ones, the ones we got didn't yeah, the work. Ones we, we're like, "Well, you know, Amazon for thirty bucks. We thought we could get it done." Yeah, negative. Did not work at all. We bought I don't know hundreds of dollars worth of these things and they didn't do anything. So Tony and I put our heads together, and we figured out something else. We uh, we figured we would use mineral wool or rock wool insulation. It's a very very dense uh, insulation made from stone. Believe it or not, it's fire resistant or fireproof. Really, they call it uh, fire rock wool, or it's it's essentially they use it in fire uh, prevention areas inside yeah. of construction. Mm-hmm. And they come in two a foot by four foot pieces. So we built these little frames, stuffed it in there, covered them with fabric, hung them on the wall. And what do you know? It yeah. worked absolutely perfect. It did. It worked really
2: good. That, that was the way we did it. You know one, And we made one panel, and we noticed there was a little improvement. And then we made four panels, and it wasn't quite enough. And then we made eight panels, and we thought, hey, look <laughs> at that. We're covering the walls with these things, but it's really getting it done. And And it ended up being so much
1: less expensive than the conventional way which was what we started with yeah you we actually did some research and we were looking online for sound absorption, absorption. Yeah. panels and they're in the thousands of dollars each yeah each panel and uh just what didn't fit our budget right so uh yeah we came up with these things they look absolutely phenomenal and uh thanks tony for doing the screen printing on them. We've got our little logos on there. It looks really good. Yeah, we actually did end up
2: shooting a video that's on our YouTube channel um, on how to build a sound absorption panel. And so you can actually check that out on our YouTube channel. That's uh, at Um, You can also check us out on our, our website, which is WWHomeshow.com. Um, or you can go to par.com, parr.com, par click on the Weekend Warriors link, that will take you to our stuff. And you can see all the stuff that we're going to be talking about in today's show. Actually, we, we didn't start shooting when we first started the project, but we did get some of those early projects on video. Uh, one of the first things that we had to do inside the studio, for example, is we had to do some air sealing. I mean, if we we're going to insulate this and stay warm in here during the winter, then uh, we had to seal it up tight and we had to insulate it, and we had to ventilate it right, something we talk about all the time. And we're going to talk about some of those videos that we shot, so you can go and check them out yourself, and we're going to do that during the show and some of the other videos that we shot that we're super excited about. But before we do that, we got to take a quick break. You're listening to Tony and Corey, your weekend warriors, and this is 2019 The Year in Review. We'll be right back.
0: Show built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey.
1: Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show built by Par Lumber. Thanks for staying with us. Today in the show we're talking about 2019 year in review. It's uh the very first week of January, and uh you know, Tony, you had an amazing time over New Year's Eve. I know you did. I was getting texts from you. Uh, do <laughs> yeah. you have any uh, anything you want to get done this year? Any New Year's resolutions?
2: Well, you know, it's kind of funny. I feel like we had this exact conversation during our first show of the year last year. We had a lot of things uh, on our list of things that we wanted to get accomplished this year. And honestly, with all that we did, some of my New Year's resolutions from the beginning of this last year are still going to be my New Year's resolutions this mm-hmm. year. <laughs> it happens that way sometimes. It does. But uh, as you know, we've been talking about it. I am looking forward to uh, a, a master bath remodel in my house, which is with this tiny little bathroom with one sink, and uh, and it just needs to get bigger. But i got a big closet, so there's an opportunity to steal some of the space from the room And a little bit of space from the closet to sort of make the master bathroom a little bit bigger. Add some of the things that we want to have in there. More than anything, just space to move around inside the bathroom. So that's something I'm working towards. I know that that's something you're working towards this year.
1: Yeah, this year we want to do two bathroom remodels. As a matter of fact, we're going to do a a light remodel on one of them. Kind of like a facelift. We're going to do new flooring, ceramic tile flooring. Uh, a new toilet and a new vanity, and that's it. Maybe some paint. Yeah. Oh, and a niche. I'm gonna put a uh, like a towel, you know, set something in there for to hold towels in the wall. A little storage. Yeah, a little storage. And uh, the other bathroom, though, however, the master bathroom in our bedroom is old, Ninth, original 1976 uh, or 60s. It was either 67 or 76. I don't remember when my house was built, but the master bathroom is in bad shape. So we're going to gut that thing down to the studs. We're going to start over and all new flooring, all new everything. You feel like there's going to be an opportunity for us to shoot some Weekend Warriors how-to videos during these projects? Oh, I hope so. You know, at the very least, we'll be uh, documenting it and I'm, I'm hiring some help to do some of the work for me. Uh, I plan on doing some of the work. So, yeah, I'm sure that our listeners will be able to see some of that project going on this year. Uh, Last year, we had talked about this. One of my New Year's resolutions last year was to finish our bonus room. We had a bonus room upstairs in our, our house, and we actually did that. We remodeled it, and it's beautiful. Yeah, And uh yeah, you can see a lot of that on our videos yeah, from this year. Yeah,
2: we definitely shot some video up there. We'll actually be talking about that on the show today too, some of the things that we did in there. That's right. Uh, but I when I look back to the very beginning, right? Very beginning of the year, it was cold of course outside. It's uh is January. Oh, yeah. Uh December and January when we started working on this project and um uh, And it was cold and and the one thing we really wanted to do was heat this thing up in Mm -hmm, here and we mm -hmm. didn't add some kind of a furnace but we knew that if we were going to put a small heater in here in this space and this is about um about eight by eleven or
1: something like that or yeah uh, yeah about 80 square feet it's a
2: pretty small little space uh but we knew we could heat it up with a little heater if it was tight you know if we had properly air sealed the walls and properly insulated, and sheetrock, tape, mud, and texture, and got all that stuff done, we knew we'd be able to keep it warm in here. And actually, in retrospect, it worked out great. We did a really good job. But one of the first videos that we shot was was uh, air sealing and insulating right here in the studio. And uh, those videos are, are of course, on our YouTube channel, and it's great. But uh, you definitely see the quality of our videos evolve over the year over the year (laughs) from where we started to where we ended up we learned a lot about how to create a video that is informative and and keeps your attention and really sends the message that we wanted to send but we did a really good job with that I remember um how much we worked late do you remember that one night we worked like we started early in the morning right and uh, we knew we had all that stuff to do. We ended up working like sixteen hours that one day. Mm-hmm. We have got to get this done. We have to record the the you know our first show of the new year
1: coming up, and this studio's got to be ready. You said, well, we had sheetrockers coming in because we both decided we are not doing sheetrock. I don't do sheetrock. Period. I think it's it is a very difficult thing to master, and guys that do it and gals that do sheetrock for a living, they're just so good at it. You know, and for us to jump in and try, it just seems silly for the amount of money that we've paid somebody to come in and do it, and they did a fantastic job, and it was done. Plus, on this project, because here we are
2: starting a new thing where we're going to be videoing our podcast. Yes, and so we're we are recording with some high definition cameras. Right, we can't afford to have some sloppy texture work, no. you know, or some sloppy tape work. It couldn't look bad. I mean, it we could, had to look good. <laughs> we could have attempted it we could have it's not like it's not like uh, attempting that is outside of our skill set just accomplishing the task with really high quality that's outside of our skill set and so we decided that we were going to contract that out and we did but in order to get that done we had to be ready first we had to have nailers in the corners for all the sheetrock nailers in the in the ceiling we had to have all of our insulating had to be done and, uh, and we learned some things there, too. I remember we talked about whether you nail the ears of the insulation inside the studs or on the face of the studs, uh, how to make sure that we sealed all the way around the top to make sure that we weren't going to have any places where air was getting out. We sealed this thing up so tight. You we, couldn't even open the door.
0: Quite <laughs> like, literally, you yeah. would go
2: to open the door, and it was like, yeah, <laughs> you had to pull on the door. Yeah, it was great. We did get that insulating done, that air sealing done, and uh, and the sheetrocker came in and sheetrock tape, mud, and texture. And then, uh, of course, the next project was to paint. I don't think we videoed any of the painting, but after that, we we had to install carpet on the floor. Uh,
1: that was a challenge, something we'd never done yeah. before. So we installed carpet tiles on the floor. Which we turned put some out. soundboard, homosote soundboard on on first. Yep. And then those carpet tiles right over top of that. Yeah, the floor was a little bit, uh, you know, echoey. Like when yeah. you walked there, you could hear it. But
2: uh, we deadened that down pretty good. And it turned out great. It did. It turned used, out great. Used some old recycled tiles. Painted the walls, trimmed out around the floor, trimmed out around the window and the door. Uh, and we had to do some kind of janky stuff around the door because the door was never really intended to be... Uh in a, well, in a space that was gonna be
1: inhabited. Here's the deal. The the door was originally for a two by six wall. And I got the door as a freebie uh in in a scrap pile. So it was a two by six wall door, and I built the shed two by four walls. So I had to buck out the door with some some two by material just <laughs> yeah. to kind of fill up that two by yeah. six. You know situation, and it worked fine because it was a shed, and I didn't care right. The door closed, it locked, whatever, but when we had when we had to go put sheetrock and trim on it was stood proud anyway we we came up with some some weird trim <laughs>
2: to <laughs> to make just, it look yeah weird trim okay. scenario but
1: but it is what we had to do, and then of
2: course, then we needed light in here, and we didn't have any lighting in oh, here. Yeah. Yeah, you had electrical already to the building, but uh, we had to add some light. And of course, we got some free track lighting yeah. from, uh, you know, something that was left over from, um, uh, from a, a demolition. And it was old, twenty years old mm-hmm. or something. But uh, I sh- sent you a text, and I'm like, "Hey, I found this. What do you think?" And you're like, "Bring it. That's gonna be great." We did a lot of things on a shoestring budget. Yeah, uh, because that was the situation that we were in. And uh, it really it turned out great. But the lighting in here is good. The, our uh, producer, buddy Terry, absolutely loves it. He, it works good for him. And uh, it's just another one of those things. We we needed a desk to put our laptops on and our microphones on. And so we grabbed a couple of card tables and we zip-tied them together.
1: <laughs> they were really wobbly. It was really wobbly. But they were too short. Yeah, they were too so short. Tony and I came up with this idea that we would get some 3-inch PVC black ABS, sorry not PVC. It was ABS, black ABS plastic pipe, and we cut four pieces or six pieces that were long, like three or four feet long, and then we put the table legs inside, in <laughs> yeah. and it raised it up to the lay height that we needed. <laughs> Leg extensions, and honestly, that we raised it up about
2: twelve inches or something, it made it even wobblier. TV magic. But we got to take another quick break. When we come back, more 2019 to review. You're listening to Tony Core Your Weekend Warriors. Still go away.
0: home improvement show built by par lumber now here's tony and Corey. hey welcome back to the weekend warriors
1: home improvement show thanks for sticking around hey if you haven't already go check out our instagram facebook and youtube we're at ww show or you can go to par.com click on the weekend warriors link and uh, Tony and I's information is there. Our website is there. You can go check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We've got a lot of cool stuff on there that uh, we're actually talking about today. Yeah. We're talking about 2019, our year end. We, we had a huge year last year. We were so busy uh, making content and all of this amazing stuff for all of our listeners to go interact with and see all of the projects we've been working on. Uh, the first couple of segments we were talking about the studio because this was the first project we really dove into last December, really. Yeah. The December of 2018. 20... 2018. Right. Yeah. This is 2020. And uh we we remodeled our shed. We finished it off. Yeah, there was there was a lot of
2: little parts of it that didn't ever get onto video, which, which oh, was yeah. funny. You know, we were talking about how we air sealed the walls and then uh and then sheetrock, tape button, texture. And then, you know, we had a hard time getting the door open and closed because the uh the pressure, the negative pressure inside here, because the air wasn't moving in and out, and the door was tight and the walls were tight. So one of the things that we had to do, not on video, is we had to drill some some like six-inch round holes in the wall. Where we inserted a dryer vent. If you if you've seen a reverse, yeah, a reverse dryer vent. You see a dryer vent. It's on the outside of your house. Uh, The dryer uh, hose hooks up to that, and uh, it vents out your exhaust from your dryer when it runs. Well, we we grabbed a couple of those and uh, drilled a six inch hole, and then stuffed those into the wall, and then filled. They covered the other side with like a little screened mini vent, so that passive air. Could yeah, could get in and out of the room when we well, you missed opened a part. and closed
1: the door. You missed a part. We made it for several months on the situation that we had—the air sealed room. We had a little oil heater in here, you know, that you plug in a little electric oil heater on, and uh, that was fine. That worked absolutely phenomenal. And then spring came. We uh, it started to warm up a little bit. We didn't have to use the heater as much, but then the summer came. And it got so hot in here. Stifling. And there was no airflow whatsoever. (laughs) None. And uh, so we went out and bought a little air conditioner. You know, one of those floor model air conditioners that sit in the corner and then you have to pipe it out. So we decided to cut a hole from this side of the room to the other side of the room, which is my shed. So we didn't have to worry about weatherproofing the hole or anything like that. It was just that that hot exhaust air was going to vent into my shed space which whatever who cares well the problem is it created a gigantic vacuum inside of the side we're sitting in now and it was sucking the air out and blowing it in there and it was couldn't replenish the air fast enough right I mean, I swear we were getting lightheaded
2: in here. I oh, don't know. Man, I, You would turn on the air conditioner and you would literally hear the motor just go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like it was working so hard to, to accomplish door. the task. The door. When you go. I mean, it was tight enough in here. But when you went to go open the door, it was you literally had to push on it. My children can't open it. <laughs> it was so tight. tight. They thought yeah. it was locked. Yeah. But it, what the the funniest part was when you went to close the door, if it got within three inches of closing, it would suck shut <laughs> yeah. and just slam. Yeah. It's pretty amazing.
2: It was. It really was. That's when we came, really come to understand how tight that we had built yeah. it. And, and uh, the practical... What was the ventilated right part that we forgot? The ventilated right. Yeah, we hadn't ventilated it right. The practical understanding of all of that that we talk about in, for your home very regularly... Uh, came right to where the rubber meets the road right there for us, and it was very exciting. So we ended up drilling these holes in the wall so
1: that we could get some passive airflow in here, and that solved the problem. actually yeah. worked absolutely great. It was a, a very important measure that we didn't think of uh, back when, but when we in, in, introduced a fan into the room that drew air out, just like a furnace does, it... Uh, created that problem. Another interesting little tidbit
2: in the studio that we didn't record was installing the carpet tiles. We got some carpet tiles that also came from from another remodel. They were in an office space in another remodel that had gotten torn out and they just weren't bad. I mean, they they were older, but they weren't bad. And so we took them and we brought them over here and we started putting them down. We thought, hey, we probably won't even have to stick these down. It's just going to fit right in here, just perfect. Yeah, they'll just lay flat. Yeah, they'll lay flat. They were heavy duty with a rubber uh, backing on them. We laid them all down in there, and we're like, hey, it looks really good. And that was okay for a little while. And then as we rolled our chairs around, they started to lift up and buckle up. And then it was like, oh, this is a problem. We ended up having to take the whole floor out. After we had cut all of the tiles to fit perfectly, and did we... You know, were we really good about stacking them in such a way so that we knew no. that the right tile was going back in the right space? No, we didn't. So that was a that was a lesson there for us too, as well. We but we did end up getting that out. We put some adhesive tape down, carpet tape, gl- two, and then, yeah, two sided, double sided adhesive tape. Yep, taped that carpet back down, and, and that ended up working out really great. Which is kind of funny because. That brings me to one of the next big projects that we started on, which was your bonus room in your house. And one of the things you wanted to do was replace the carpet. But it's so expensive to have a carpet layer come out
1: and lay carpet. Well, yeah, half of the cost that you spend on any carpet project is labor.
2: Yeah, maybe even
1: more than half. Yeah, probably more than half. And uh, we actually, so I have a friend who works in flooring business, so I called him up and I said, hey, we're going to do this flooring uh, in my bonus room. You know, what do you suggest? We were thinking, I was even thinking like snap click, but I didn't want snap click or engineered hardwoods because I wanted it to be quiet. Right. And we really wanted to go carpet, but man, the budget, you know, that's really where the, the, the problem is. You hit this budget and we just didn't have enough money to have somebody come out and put all this carpet in and the amount of money that you spent on the carpet. And then we had somebody bid the labor portion. It just was like, man, that's way too much. And then he mentioned this new product. This new product came out by a company called Mohawk, which you've probably heard of. It's one of the biggest carpet manufacturers in the world. And uh, they came out with this product called Aero, A-I-R-O, Aero Carpet. Sounds crazy, but it's a, <laughs> it is a carpet with the pad glued onto the back already. It's already attached, and it's this really plush, thick, beautiful carpet. And the price for it isn't really anything more than regular carpet and pad. Right. right. It's exactly about the same exact price. But the benefit to it is that you can put it down yourself. It doesn't have to be stretched. It does not have to be stretched. You don't need tack strips.
2: Uh, yeah, it was. And the the cool thing about it is that it's made differently than conventional carpet. Conventional carpet is stretched over this. Uh, I don't know. It's this machine that they that they make it and they yeah, stretch all it the mesh and then they yep shoot and the then things in it. after it's made. Then they roll it up, and then that stre- it becomes unstretched at that point. And then when you lay it back down in the house, when a, when an installer lays it back down in the house, it has to be restretched in order to keep it from, from wrinkling and buckling and doing those things. Uh, but this carpet is made in such a way that it's not stretched ever. So it doesn't need to be stretched. It lays flat right on the ground. With the pad already attached.
1: It wants to lay flat.
2: It wants to lay flat, and you just have to stick it down with some adhesive tape, which now we were pretty
1: adept at doing. <laughs> yeah, they actually have a special tape that they sell with it. It's an Aero Tape, and it is a synthetic adhesive, and man, that stuff is so sticky. And you put it down, and if you mess up, you peel it up, and you put new tape down, or you yep. just move it and tape it back down. The stuff is really amazing. And you should go check that video out. We actually did an install on the the bonus room and the stairs. Took a little bit of a learning curve there. We learned a lot, but uh, I think we shared most of that in the video. Absolutely. And now
2: months later... It's working like a charm, haven't had any issues with it, and it looks really, really great. I'm going to probably put it in my living room. And you saved a bunch of money. I did. So that is a great tip and a great video. You should definitely go and check that out. And there's some other things up in the bonus room that we did that we should talk about those videos as well. We've got to take a quick break. You're listening to Tony and Corey, your Weekend Warriors 2019 Review. We'll be right back.
0: Listening to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Parlumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend
1: Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us today. We're talking about 2019 in review, year end. It's 2020. Had an amazing 2019. Tony and I set out to do a lot of projects, and we completed. A lot of projects last year and it wasn't just it wasn't just choosing the
2: project and accomplishing the project but we set out to video that stuff yes and to um, put it out on social media so that we could share it with all of our listeners and viewers and uh, it was a huge undertaking a major challenge and so much fun and so rewarding and uh, now we're just excited to uh, sort of continue that what we started in 2019. It really worked out exactly as we hoped that it would. And, uh, and here we are headed forward with more projects
1: and more great videos. Yeah. So uh, before the break, we were talking about the carpet that we did in our bonus room and it turned out really, really great. I highly recommend that carpet. It's something you can do yourself. Uh, I would say that there's probably a limit on how big of an area we took on a pretty big room And it comes in this big, massive roll and it's heavy because it's the carpet and the pad together and you got to roll it up and cut it to size and, you know, muscle it up there. And if you have seams, that's really where the tricky part is, is when you're seaming the carpet, you don't have any special tools. But you have the tape, and you got to have a straight line, essentially a steady hand and a steady hand to make sure that you get that carpet and patience. Yeah, patience.
2: Yeah, because there, you know, if you aren't patient, you will end up going back and redoing it, and it'll just take you longer. But again, now this is your labor, right? So you're not paying somebody to do it, which is saving you. But if you want to do it in an efficient amount of
1: time, yeah, you do need to be patient. It's not a race. Well, the carpet rolls come in like twelve foot wide. Right. So if your room was 12 by 12 or 12 by 16 or something, no problem. Yep. I mean, boom, you just put it in there and you walk away uh, with some tape around the edges. But again, those seams and then the roll itself. My goodness. Yep. It's
2: big, big and heavy. And you got to have a space inside where you can work with that. Because you need to pull off the amount that you want to go, the first piece that you want to go. And you got to be able to pull it off, roll it up, and cut cut it, it, and then get it into that space. We were
1: actually making cuts in the middle of my driveway. Yeah. That's (laughs) That's (laughs) how big the space was that we did. But
2: we had fair weather, so it worked out okay for us. (laughs) Um, But, you know, another one of the projects that we tackled in your bonus room was that Trex rod rail. Trex's brand new rod rail, which is really was manufactured... For an exterior application, like um, like an exterior deck or porch or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but it's such a sleek and good-looking aluminum product that you had this idea, you know, I, I bet I could use that product inside and it would look really good. And the fact is, there are a lot of aluminum handrails that are intended for use inside. And so as we looked at that, we thought, You know, I think we could do that. You had this section of rail, only about, uh, what, 10 feet or 12 feet, probably, section of rail that you needed to do at the top of the stairs. And uh, and what you had there was uh definitely not working. Oh,
1: it was awful. It was not strong. I felt like if you leaned against it with your... Like with your whole weight, weight. Your whole weight, it, you would have fallen.
2: It was not easily to code. The gaps between the rails was too much. It was a problem. Yeah, it really needed garbage. to be replaced. And then when you thought about this idea to go with Trex, oh, what a great idea it was. So we got this. Uh, we went straight through the install right with the installation instructions that came in the box. I mean, we are no no expert handrail installers. That's uh, the First
1: one I've ever done. As a matter yeah, of fact,
2: first one we've ever done. And uh, man, it went so smooth, didn't it? I felt like we just followed the instructions the way they were. And uh, and that whole project came off without a hitch. And it turned out so good. Yeah, it's beautiful. The video is really good and and it's helpful. And uh, we, we followed up the the installation of the rod rail at the top of the stairs uh, with a Installation of some grab ADA, rail. ADA grab rail, right, which which goes down the stairs, and uh, that was sort of video number two of that part of the project, and uh, again, super
1: easy. It went really fast, and it looks absolutely great. Yeah, I you know it's one of those situations where you would look at that rail system and you would you probably wouldn't even consider that rail system because it is made for an exterior application, but I was like, why not? When you when you look at it, really good. Yeah, when you look at it in the house, it definitely doesn't look like it's an exterior rail. And I've gotten hundreds of comments from people that absolutely love that system, and it looks great. And if you compare it price, uh, rail for rail, for you know versus a a system designed to go inside of a house, it's right there. So, yeah, super strong. And I did Uh, it myself. Yeah, and you did it yourself. Well. With your help. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway,
2: you check that video out for sure. That's a Trex ADA uh, grab rail and their new rod rail system. That installation video is uh, also up there on our YouTube channel.
1: Yeah, well, you know, one of the other things that we did in the bonus room or just outside of the bonus room is we installed a storage space. And we didn't actually video this portion. This was just my wife and I's little side project Uh, At the end of our bonus room, going over our living room area, uh, there was some storage in there. There was an attic access door, um, and inside of there, there was some just old OSB, 716s OSB laid down onto the floor, and with a couple makeshift shelving units on there with... Insulation everywhere. Everywhere. And it was just, it smelled bad, and it was hot. It was like the previous owner of your home had bought a
2: bunch of insulation and 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 dragged it up there like he had plans to add to the insulation that was in the attic space, and then just dumped it in a pile,
1: and then he never do anything with it. Yeah, it was bad. Insulation everywhere. And the other thing was there was a big... HVAC cold air return that ran right through the middle. So every time you'd walk in there, you'd have to take steps over this thing. And it was all dented in and, you know, it was, it was all, you know, broken up. So that was actually sucking air from inside the attic. It's terrible. And we knew why that guy had dragged
2: all that insulation up there. Because you came, to, uh, you came to understand that it gets extremely hot in that attic
1: space. Oh, yeah. So when we actually bought the house, we were, the, the roof went bad rather quickly. And the guy, said, when the guy that we bought it from said, oh, no, it's only 10 years old. Well, I, it turns out I had a roofing person to come over and look at it. And they looked at it and said, oh, well, the reason it went bad so quickly was because there's not enough ventilation. So we added a ton of ventilation up there, uh, but it still got really, really hot. So we had all of these things stored in there. For instance... How hot did it get? Oh, well, over... I'll bet you got 120, 130 degrees up there. H- hot enough to melt some candles? We had, a, <laughs> we had a tub, a tote, full of expensive candles, and they all melted together into like one... pool, you know, one vat of gigantic candle, yeah, ruined all those things. And it was just, we kind of reached the end of the line with that thing. So I had uh, my buddy come over who does HVAC and he moved the line, the big cold air return line in the middle uh, to the edge. So it kind of ran around it and it was all air sealed and insulated with nice new stuff. And then we brought in some uh, actual three quarter inch plywood, sheeted the floor And then I thought I've had this idea about using LP Tech Shield. Tech Shield. It's a product that Louisiana Pacific makes. It's OSB with tinfoil, essentially, on one side of it. It's applied to it. It's like glued on. It's like a tinfoil face. Mm -hmm. So we insulated all the way around. I I, I built a little uh, knee wall down the one side in front of the HVAC line. And then on the other side, and then we insulated everything up to the peak. And I even put some collar ties in there to make it nice and sturdy. And I sheeted all of that with that aluminum tech shield. Tech shield, And it is gorgeous. Yeah, that tech shield actually reflects uh,
2: UV rays or what would be solar heat gain that yeah. comes through the roof into the attic space. It reflects it back. So it reduces... Uh, the amount of heat that gathers into the the attic space enough to keep it from melting candles at the very least.
1: Yeah, I need to get a thermometer in there, but if I had to guess, on the hottest day of the year, I walked in there and it was probably in the mid nineties. Man, oh and man, that was and it was well, you know, close to a hundred degrees outside, and it just was not that hot. Yeah, so.
2: Yeah, it made a big difference. It was difference. a big win. It was a big win, and it turned out really good. We didn't video any of that, but what we did video, actually, just really quickly, was the attic access door. We replaced that. You had a hollow core door on there that With was No not, weather stripping. That was no weather stripping, that was not keeping the cool f- that's, uh, that's supposed to be in the house. In the house, it was dumping it into the attic space where you don't want to be conditioning in there, and so... You went. we went and got a door, a solid core or particle core door, and uh, we installed it in that space, we covered all of the installation steps of a door like that, uh, and it was a great little video. It's actually gotten uh, an unbelievable amount of uh, watches, so yep. check that out. you listen to Tony Core, Your Weekend Warriors. We're going to take another quick break.
0: To the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. When it comes to big or small projects around the home, Tony and Corey have got the know-how and the answers to make your life just a bit easier. Now, here's Tony and
1: Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show built by Par Lumber. I'm Corey Valdez. I'm Tony Cookston. Thanks for staying with us today. We're talking about 2019. All the stuff that we did. It's kind of a year in review here. Yeah,
2: Lots of projects. They're worth talking about. Uh, if you haven't already, go check us out on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Pinterest. We are at WWHomeshow. Uh, You can check us out on our, our website, which is WWHomeshow.com, or you can go to PAR.com, P-A-R-R.com, click on the Weekend Warriors link, and that will take you to all of our stuff. Definitely go and check that out. These videos that we're talking about, uh, we put a lot of um, hard work and and love into them blood sweat and tears in some cases um, but we did it just to share right I mean that's uh, that's really what we do to share what we know with with homeowners out there that want to be able to tackle a project like that but maybe aren't sure how to do it and you know we're just a couple of guys who work in the building material supply industry and uh, and we're just sharing the little tidbits that we have and our projects that we work on. And um, and it's fun to to talk about it.
1: Yeah, we're like um, we're so close to just being, you know, normal Joes. Normal Joes. Yeah. <laughs> but we're weird. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, that we're weekend warriors. I yeah. mean, that to me that that kind of symbolizes just doing anything, having a vision, and just trying it. You Get, might fail. Yeah. yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've failed on projects over the years. But you have to stop, you have to ask questions, you figure them out, maybe you watch some YouTube videos. Maybe you probably spend some money fixing some of the things that you've caused or errors that you've made. But overall, I think I'm way ahead in the amount of money that I didn't pay a professional to come out and do it for oh, me. Oh, yeah, for sure. And the thing of
2: it is, there's it's really kind of twofold, right? You take on a project at 25 and maybe you don't do the greatest job at it, but you do it and you learn a lot. Guess what? That project's coming back to you in your lifetime. When you're 35, you're going to have to do that again. Or when you're 45, you're going to have to do that again. Well, and that that's going to help you be better the next two or three times that you do it. In addition to that, you get to share that information with your friends and your family. And then ultimately, in the end, you get to pass all that information along to your children, which your children then will have a leg up, right? And they'll be one step closer to being that creative, um, confident homeowner that takes care of their stuff. And they're going to be better off because of it. So, you know, we talk a lot about how... um, a hundred years ago, the trades were the only thing, right? If you weren't in the trades, you weren't getting it done. And then it's, it's going away from that, we feel like. And so we're just trying to keep that alive, right? The ability to do these things, to work with your hands, to work with your tools, to accomplish things for yourself and be proud of what you did, the reward that comes with it, all of those things. And that's something that uh, we just take seriously, and and uh, we we enjoy being able to share what we know about it with you. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, let's talk about the next project. Yeah, the next project. This is this is one <laughs> almost everyone will have an opportunity to do, whether you choose to do it or not. That will be up to you. But everyone will have
1: an opportunity to build a gate. Yes. Well, in a fence. I mean, we didn't do a fence on the show this year. Uh, or last year, I feel like we probably at some point will, because it is one of those projects that tends to come up all the time. I can't even tell you how many fences I've built in the last 10 years. This brings uh, me to something
2: that's very funny. Okay, 2011, all right? 2011, this show is being born, right? In 2011, and, uh, and I uh, am uh, talking on the radio, live on the radio and, um and I'm just you know, struggling with keeping the audience's attention and talking about these things. And I call Corey up on the phone, who's at home this particular weekend, working in his uh, in his yard, building a fence, building a fence. And I call Corey up on the phone. I'm like, "Hey Corey, it's Tony, we're on the radio, And uh, today we're talking about home improvement stuff. What are you doing? And Corey's like, well, I'm building a fence. And we spent the next two hours talking about, Your fence project, how you were doing it, how you made the decisions that you made, how you chose your fencing and your rails, and how you dug your post holes and your concrete. And we talked about the whole thing. And man, I'll tell you what, we shared a lot of valuable information. And that was day one. That was the
1: very first show. That was the
2: very first show, Corey
1: and I talking about a fence. Because it it wasn't the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show at that time. It was somebody else's show. And Tony was filling in. Yeah, it was and, fixing up the house. And you called me up and said, I am not doing this show. <laughs> so we'll call me. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. So it, yeah, that was fun. You know, if you
2: hadn't had that project scheduled for that weekend, you may have been in the studio with me <laughs> on, on that first week. But I'll tell you what, that was the only week you weren't with me. One week, just me. And the next week, Tony and Corey. In the studio. Yeah, in the studio. Absolutely yeah, great. I remember Instead you of, saying, I'm not doing it. I'm not coming in. I'm not going to do it. And I said, well, I'll yeah. go with you. Yeah. Yeah, if it wasn't for you, I I, I just never probably would have uh, tackled it. And I'm so glad that we did it. And uh, here we are, right? That's right. Here, here we, we are. are. 2020. Nine yeah. years later, huh? Nine years. Long yeah, years. Nine amazing years. Uh, and, and here we're still talking about fences because <laughs> that's the thing. But we built a gate, and there's a lot of ways to tackle a project like that, really. Well, let's
1: talk about how we did it. Okay. You know, there To build a gate is, you could watch a million videos online how to build a gate. Uh, I've built several out of just wood, where you take a frame, you take two by fours, and you build a frame, and then you put fence boards on it, you put some hinges and a latch and hang it. Well, over the years, I've built those and watched them fall apart, or you watch them sag. The minute you put them up, they sag, and then they won't close anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're, they're just not designed for high-use areas. And I actually had a situation where somebody I know had a gate that they paid somebody an ungodly amount of money to build. I think it was like $500 they built somebody, paid somebody to build this cheesy wood gate that was in a high use area it was for a business and they got it probably got opened and closed a hundred times a hundred times a day easily Mm -hmm. and it was falling apart so i said look let me build a new gate for you tony said i'll help and we'll video it and so we got a heavy duty steel gate kit and it's actually made out of steel tubing and it comes with a Uh, steel cable that goes from one corner to the other corner that you can tighten it up like an anti-sag as it kind of sags down i mean because everything you put together and stretch out over four feet three four four feet is going to sag it's it has to uh so this little cable tightens it up and takes that sag back out of it so we actually built that kit we showed you how to put the cedar on there and space it the top cap and all that stuff showed you how to hang it it turned out to be a really good video.
2: Yeah, super cool. We built it in the shop and then we threw it in the back of the truck, took it out to the job site, and installed it. It was kind of a two-part video, but it turned out really great, and that gate operates absolutely perfectly. Yep. Uh and uh and it didn't cost five hundred dollars no. in labor.
1: I think in materials, the gate kit itself is probably kind of expensive. It's like 70 bucks yeah. or 80 bucks for the gate kit. It was an adjustable frame. Yeah. So. And the cedar was probably another 20. Right, so we were into that gate a hundred dollars, and that was it. And then, of course, we did labor free because we can, and uh, that's just a
2: testament to what any homeowner could do. Yeah, we got another quick take. Another quick break. When we come back, more weekend warriors than Tony Corey, and don't go away.
0: show built by par lumber now here's tony and Corey.
1: hey welcome back to the weekend warriors home improvement show built by par lumber thanks for staying with us today we're talking about 2019 year in review yep everything that we uh, worked on and we blood sweat tears put ourselves into last year uh, Tony and I started this whole thing, this whole different angle for the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. We've been on the uh, radio for going on nine years, and uh, we we kind of stretched that to the limit. We're on seventeen stations across the Pacific Northwest. Wherever there's a par yard, we're on a station there yep, absolutely. So we're We love having all of our affiliates, affiliates. So thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us every weekend. If you ever want to catch the show, if you've if you've missed it, you can catch it on YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash Home show. Or, or you can follow us on Spotify, Spotify, iHeart, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. Yep, Apple Podcasts. And what's the last one? Castos. Get Google? Google. Go- yeah, Google Play has also has one too. Nice. So. Yeah. If you if you can't find it on there you can go to our website go to www.homeshow.com, and all of those uh, uh, podcast links are on there so you can check those out so yeah and don't miss a show yeah and on our website if you're not in the if you're not in the uh,
2: Portland metro area um, but you're you're in another market you can find the radio station that airs our show sometimes it's on Sundays sometimes it's on Saturdays uh, there's a whole list on our website. Of all the radio stations that air our show and the times that it airs, so and you check that out. You know, we were talking about we were talking about the gate that we built. We built it in the shop. You know, we wouldn't have been able to do that if it hadn't been for another one of our video projects, which was a collapsible mobile workbench. That was one of my favorite builds, honestly, and it wasn't like it was so difficult. It's just something that is. That we use every week, every single week. Every time we shoot a video, we pull that bench out. Absolutely. What an amazing tool that it is that we've created there. And uh, I absolutely love that build. I love that tool. We use it for everything. You're
1: my favorite tool. Ah, thanks. But uh, no, the bench is actually, it was super easy. I actually came up with that idea years ago because I've always had my, essentially my shop or my wood shop workshop in my garage. Well, the problem with that is you have to set things up, you do your stuff, and then you got to tear it down and clean it all up so your wife can park back in the garage. Yeah. So I came up with this idea to build the workbench as just the top. So I took two by fours, created a ladder frame, uh, put a sheet of three quarter inch plywood on top of that to make a nice solid top. And I use my Trojan work uh, sawhorses. And you clip them on there, you stand it up, and boom, you got yourself a really nice workbench. yeah, they when are you, strong. When you want to tear it down, take the legs off it, plop them in the corner, and then lean that thing up against the wall, and it kind of goes away. yeah, it really does. So it's a very handy, collapsible workbench that you can just keep reusing absolutely. the The
2: sawhorses themselves made by Trojan are super strong, very, very, very strong. And they're not they're not entirely inexpensive.
0: No, I mean, you yeah, know, you'll pay not. a
2: pretty good penny for those legs, but they will work for you forever. Yeah,
1: they actually tout that they will hold thousands of pounds. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you bet, buy a set of them or a pair or two pairs, essentially a set is one sawhorse and a pair is a set of sawhorses, but there's four legs uh, that you put together with a two by six or a two by four. And they say they actually you could put units of plywood on them. That's how strong they are. Yeah, very strong. They're not wimpy. No, they're not.
2: And it, it's worked really good anyways. That That is one of our great uh, videos that we did.
1: A, a lot of people will benefit from that, I think, going forward. Yeah, make your own. Yeah, absolutely. Mine's kind of heavy, though. I have to say, it's we made that thing, what, three foot by six foot? hmm It's pretty heavy. Yeah, it's heavy. But, uh, if you, I mean, you could easily make a smaller one. And if you didn't want to use those heavy-duty Trojan uh, workbench or, you know, uh, sawhorses, you could buy some... Less expensive ones, if you didn't need them that heavy duty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is a
2: good, it is a great tool. We've used that uh, for so many of our different videos that we created. You know, we uh, another one that's very common is we rescreened a window screen and a patio door screen. Actually, uh, right there on the workbench, and uh, that's something else that I feel like a lot of people will pay someone to do, Um, but it's super inexpensive and a pretty easy project. Just requires a a utility knife, a little um screening tool and uh and some screen
1: and some spline. Yeah, really the only specialized tool you need for that is that screening tool. So it looks like a pizza cutter. Yeah, kind of a little tiny one yeah. with two wheels. One side is concave, and the other one's convex. Yep. And yeah, that uh nylon uh, what's it called? What's it called? Spline, spline and the screen. Yep. When I mean, you buy the screen for Five bucks. Yep. You buy the spline for a couple dollars, and yep. you buy the tool for another five dollars, and you can be doing all of your screens that need to be replaced. Yep, absolutely. And the you know, the more
2: times you do it, the better you get at it, and then the better the result. But we we did a, a window screen and a, a patio door screen, and then your dog crashed through it again, and then it needs to be done again. But I do need to do it again. But that is yeah, that's the that's the way it is, right? Screens are kind of fragile especially patio door screens. Kids run into them. Dogs and cats run into them. Cats scratch them with their, you know, claws. Um, But that's a, that is a valuable, um, that's a valuable thing to be able
1: to do. It can really save you a lot of money. Well, if you go out and pay somebody to redo a screen, it's going to cost you 10 times the amount. Yeah. And the time that you got to take it over there, drop it off, you know, come back, pick them up when they're done. Uh, It's just, it's not a Yeah, it's such an easy project that anybody can do on a weekend and uh, be done with it. Yeah, and especially if you buy that little tool. Speaking of tools,
2: yeah, essential tools. Another video that we did uh, was a great video. I love that. We talked about the tools that every weekend warrior should have in their toolbox or on their workbench or wherever it is that you keep your stuff in a tote or bucket pockets or whatever that it is, but we talked about all those essential tools, at least in our opinion, the essential tools that a weekend wearer needs to have.
1: Yeah. You know, one of the, uh, one of the portions of that video, uh, was how to choose a saw blade. You know, we've talked about this on the show a lot. There's a lot of them out there. You walk into any par lumber yard and you go to the saw blade aisle and yes, there is an aisle. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) There are hundreds of different options, and it's it's daunting when you stop in and, and really start looking at all the different options there are, and uh, so we re- we kind of stopped and, and covered some of the basics on choosing a saw blade to help you with that project. So that's yeah. a pretty uh, it's a pretty useful video. Yeah, it's
2: it's it's a great video. I feel like one of the essential tools that everybody should have as a homeowner weekend warrior is a stud finder. And we actually had a stud finder there, and, and we tested it to make sure that it worked really good. Uh, and so we found a stud finder that worked really good. Uh, I mean, I felt like it was working right. Did you agree that it was working right, or did you feel like it was misguided a little? I think it was it was a little off. It was a little off? A little. <laughs> Check that video out. You will love that. It's a great video. Uh, essential tools, and um, we we really enjoyed making that. Had a really good time with it.
1: Well, you know, one of the most... Uh, important essential tools of all time is a measuring tape, and we also did a video on how to choose a measuring tape. We did a little review, and uh, you know we have our favorites. My favorite is a twenty five foot Fat Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is is the best best tape money can buy, in my opinion, because uh, they're not that expensive, and uh, you should have one in your toolbox. You, you should have your six. You should Sick. have six measuring tapes. You should have a little
2: tiny one. Garage you know, tape, yeah, outside tape, inside tape, saw tape, bathroom tape, kitchen tape, bedroom tape. Yeah, you got to have tapes everywhere. Tapes, tape measures. You have to have tapes. Uh, anyways, yeah, tapes are great. And they you can get inexpensive, great tapes. You can get uh, more expensive, amazing tapes, uh, heavy ones, small ones, big
1: ones, all different your colors. your favorite a 20 or 25 foot Lufkin?
2: It was a, a Kamalin. line. Yeah. yeah, and it uh, it's really, it was a f- like a $5 tape. It's a great tape. I absolutely love it. That was one of my favorite tapes, but the tape review video was a really good one. Just talked about the things that, you know, how easy is it to clip on your belt? It's important. Yeah. It's absolutely important. We covered all those things. All right, got to take another quick break. When we come back, more 2019 Review. You're listening to Tony Corey, your weekend warriors. We'll be right back.
0: To the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey.
1: Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for sticking around. Today, we've been talking about 2019, reminiscing. Yes, the big year that we had this last year. Hope everybody had a magical New Year's. You know, uh, Tony and I recently last was it last fall for my 40th birthday we went to disneyland yes and uh spent some time down there you know and it's funny we were we're looking at going back we really love disneyland my kids my son talks about disneyland all the time every day yeah we're like hey what do you want to do tomorrow and he says go to disneyland of course (laughs) you know he's five he's that's all he wants to do is is ride uh you know space mountain yeah but uh we were just looking at last week, you know, was uh, New Year's Eve. And did you see the lines? The, oh. Cr- the crowds? Oh, no, I didn't. I At didn't. Disneyland? Uh-uh. It was absurd. Like, really? For like three days in a row, they hit max capacity. Oh, my goodness. Max. Can like, you imagine? They, they like closed up. It said, no more people. We're done. Uh, I can't people imagine. In. I guess an hour. I was looking at, ch- at pictures. An hour before opening, there were thousands of people lined up to get in for New Year's Eve. Wow. So if, you, if you're if ever thinking about going to Disneyland for New Year's Eve,
2: think again. Don't do it. Well, I tell you what, we got super lucky. I we mean, and actually, it wasn't even entirely luck because we looked. Yeah, we, we, knew, watched, we knew what time to go. We knew what the thing was. And, and when we got there, it was not that. It was not even really to be considered very busy. It was less than that. Yeah. Uh, we, we chose the it wasn't right bad. time. We had a good time.
1: Yeah, it was great. We should do that again. Absolutely, Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's that was part of 2019. So hey, I'm weekend happy to talk warriors
2: vacation too. That's right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> weekend warriors have to know how to vacation, and sometimes that's at the, the you know the happiest place on earth. It is it's fine.
1: Uh, so anyway, uh, last year, you know we uh, we started doing a lot of videos, and uh, we've been talking a little bit about some of the videos that we've been doing. Uh, we were. Kind of doing a couple reviews. And one of the fun things that we did is we got this giant box from Gorilla Glue mm-hmm. and O'Keeffe's, they make O'Keeffe's <laughs> chapstick that you're putting oh, out right now. That's awesome. It works really well. They, they make uh, hand cream for really dry and chapped hands, but the the amount of products that come in that box is staggering. Mm-hmm. And all things that you use all the time. Yeah. Glue, The glues and the super glues and the tapes and the spray adhesives and the... Little hot glue gun. Hot glue gun. We used that for hot, so many products this year.
2: Yeah, so many. It was fun. It really was. And so I enjoyed doing that review and that product and looking at all the things that they had. And then being able to use those later in
1: projects that we were doing. It was... Uh, yeah, it was fun. I recently pulled out that box uh, because my... In our master bathroom, oh, I talked about this earlier. That it is falling apart. Everything in that bathroom is just falling apart, and it needs to be gutted. We're gutting it down to the studs. It's you know that that it, it's forty some forty five years old. Mm-hmm. You know that bathroom, so it needs it, and uh, it has a fiberglass shower insert. You know, it's just like this little fiberglass shower insert, and the floor started cracking. Mm. It started cracking last year. And I went and bought some epoxy and I kind of filled it with and with a pop, just trying to extend the life, right? you know, sure, sure. because I know that this remodel is coming, but I'm, you know, I just didn't want to stop using it because it's a very integral part of our lives. We use it every day and it was just been really tough. So I went and bought this epoxy and that worked really well for like three months. Yeah. And it started cracking again and, you know, I could feel, see the water kind of dripping in there and. Causing, I know it's going to be nasty when I finally tear it out, but I got the the Gorilla Glue uh, the box out, and they make a tape that is a weatherproof, waterproof, like a membrane. Yeah. And it's like four or five inches wide. That stuff is amazing. Really? Super I, sticky? I put that down on there. I dried everything out, and I put that down on there. Uh, just last week. And it seems to be working like a charm. Nice. So, let's hope it holds out for another few months. Yeah,
2: I, I've got a roll of that in my travel trailer. I mean, you just never know when yeah. you need something
1: to not leak. Yeah, that it, product is amazing. Yeah. It is so sticky. Yeah. You can actually feel it sealing up everything as you, you know. As you apply it. As yeah. you apply it. If you had an emergency, it's fantastic. That is a cool product. You know, something else that we
2: built that I, I really love this video. We we built a uh, a cedar planter box. And uh, we actually built two cedar planter boxes. We first put together a very simple cedar planter box out of 2 by 10 cedar utility. And uh, we built the box small for the video, but you can build it, of course, at any size. We talked about, uh, you know, reinforcing the corners and the screws that we use to put it together. And uh, it's just perfect for setting out in the yard and filling up with compost and, and planting a couple of plants. But then... We put a Weekend Warrior spin on it after that. Yes. Then we built another box, a very simple box, too tall, actually. Uh, So it was somewhere around 20 inches tall. And we added a wild hog trellis panel to the back. And uh, I'll tell you what, that video, Corey, uh, that I should say that product that
1: we built is a very cool product. Yeah, the product itself uh, is a welded wire mesh. And it's powder coated uh, with black powder coating that c- comes in two different or three different colors: gray, black, and dark bronze. And it just turned out really cool. It's kind of like perfect. It's meant for a fence or a rail, like a you know like a handrail on a deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we totally bucked the system and we built this thing and we put it vertical and we use it as our climbing plants. Yeah, so I planted some climbing ivy in it. And it looks stunning. Sometimes we get
2: started on a project that we think is going to go a certain way, and it ends up being so complicated and so difficult to get it to be what we want it to be. And it takes longer and so many more days and time and resources to get it to be what we wanted. That project, I honestly thought, was going to be more challenging than it was. It is so easy. It came together so easy. And when it was done, I was like, man, that is awesome. And, of course, to have something climbing up the back of that makes it uh, just very cool. It's perfect for peas or, uh, you know, clematis or whatever that you've got that climbs like that. Uh, very cool. Anyways, I love that project. That was fun to do and super
1: duper easy and super inexpensive as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that we did that. The uh, And you can go check that out on our YouTube channel if you want to watch that video and make your own next summer. Yeah. Uh, one of the more
2: recent videos that we shot was sort of a, an all-encompassing thing like winterizing your home which is what every homeowner must do. And there's a lot of parts of it. I think one of the videos we did was like the top 5 things you need to do every winter to protect your home from the cold, rainy weather that's that is ensuing, right? Mm-hmm. And so we talked about these top 5 things and uh, and it sort of bled into a little bit more. We ended up actually shooting a video showing how to replace gutter spikes in your gutter. And I I mean, a lot of, I don't know if you, I don't know if you listeners know, but your gutters are nailed on with really long nails, like seven inch long nails. They call them gutter spikes. And over time, those nails, when water comes and goes and leaves come and go, and you reach your hands in there to clean it out and all that stuff, those nails sort of come loose and they start to back out of the truss tails that they're nailed into. And I don't know if you've, how many times you've had a success in nailing a nail back into its original hole, but eventually it doesn't want to be tight anymore. It just doesn't. So we did a video about taking out loose gutter spikes and replacing them with gutter screws. And the gutter screws, of course, pull that gutter right back up tight there. But loose gutters can be very damaging to your home.
1: And while it seems like a small thing, it simply isn't. Yeah. And those gutter screws are made by a company called Fasten Master. Uh, They're pretty inexpensive fix and it doesn't take a lot of time, you know, get a little ladder, climb up there. And if you can't get that screw tight, then you drop a screw in it. And we did them at your house, as a matter of fact, and we only had to replace just a handful of them on a side. So
2: Yeah. It definitely was, I was in desperate need. My gutter was in desperate need. Uh, We had, we were having some paint peeling and some plywood swelling issues there but we got those gutter screws put in there suck that gutter back up tight super strong i mean we forget how heavy the water is when it's filling up that gutter we got to take another quick break when we come back we're going to wrap this baby up put a tight little bow on it you're listening to tony and Corey, your Week in warriors 2019 in review don't go away
0: Home improvement show built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey.
1: Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for sticking around. Today, Tony and I are talking about 2019 year in review. We're going over all of the cool things that we worked on all year, some of the videos that we made. And kind of talking about maybe what's coming up. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Tony, you missed or forgot one of our biggest videos of 2019. I did. Totally. What did I miss? The biggest number one video that we did in 2019 was how to make your own cornhole boards. Oh, man. Yeah, we did. How did I not have that on the list? You breezed right over that. What in the world
2: was I thinking? That was a great video. As a matter of fact, not just a great video, but it's got huge... Uh, attention, right? Everybody is viewing that. Yeah, we got uh, a couple Co- thousand views on that video. A couple thousand so. views. Yeah, that was a really good one. Cornhole is a great game uh, where you have a couple of boards that are two foot by four foot. They're sort of on a bit of a slant, like a ramp kind of. You got them about 40 feet apart, and there's a little six-inch, a six-inch hole, or a, an eight-inch hole, maybe? Six-inch six hole. Six-inch hole near the top there, and you stand back and throw beanbags into, uh, into that hole, kind of like Horseshoes, kind of, in that you have to throw it right in that spot. Or hand grenades. Or, yeah, that. <laughs> and uh, anyways, you, you compete there at who has the the best aim or the steadiest hand. And uh, cornhole is a great game. Absolutely love it. We well, made some cornhole boards. Corey actually had made some cornhole boards before. Uh, so he had a, some, some experience at it. I hadn't ever made any. But uh, we got together and made that uh, video so that people would be able to go out and make their own. It can be crazy expensive to buy those.
1: Oh, yeah, easily. You go out and try to find pre-made cornhole boards. You're spending $200 at least. Yeah. You know, you see them online or you see them sometimes in the store where they'll have these cornhole boards that are like 50 bucks or 60 bucks, And then you get them and they're tiny. And somebody steps on it and it's broken. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, or sometimes they like fold in half and the little bags are just teeny tiny little things. Yeah. Uh, the the boards that Tony and I made are regulation, yeah. according to the American Cornhole Association. Yeah, it's a real thing. Yes, it is a real thing, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's a fun game. It's a great game. But I don't pay somebody, you know, two hundred dollars for their cheesy cornhole boards. You can make them yourself. Absolutely. Uh, for customize them yourself under fifty dollars. Yeah, I would say.
2: Yeah, they're great and strong. The ones we made are
1: super strong. It's a great video. You can you should check that out. Actually. Yeah. Uh, So let's talk a little bit about what's coming up. We've got so many things. We teamed up with some really cool people in 2019 and shot some really cool videos. Uh, You know, we we actually installed a new door here on the studio. We didn't talk about that. That's a really, really great video that we did. Uh, Teamed up with ThermaTru doors, and we had a guy fly up here from Arizona to help us install it, Max. Uh, That's a really cool video to go watch. Uh, More recently, we teamed up with Clever Bloom, Erin Harding. She runs a really cool uh, Pinterest page, a really cool Instagram page, and she does house plants. Yeah, she's an author of a book, actually,
2: How to Raise a Plant and Make It Love You Back. Yeah, that's right. It's it's actually called that. It's
1: it's a great book, yeah. How to Raise a Plant and Make It Love You Back. (laughs) And uh, I learned so much from that show because I have had plants my entire life. And I really didn't know how to water them. Yeah. It sounds silly. You're like, well, I just water them. I just put water in there and, you know, every, every week and that's good to go. But that is not how you water plants. No, or not. not. Yeah. So she actually taught us how to do it and it turned all of our plants in our house around hundred percent. All of them are really healthy now. And we've always struggled with when to water them and how much to water them. So the healthier, yeah, the
2: healthier your plant is in your home. The more it benefits you, the more it's doing those things that benefit the air quality in your home. And so, and that's the air that you're breathing. So, while it might seem like um, a novelty sort of an item, having fresh plants, having uh, healthy plants in your home really does benefit. The air quality in the house, and yeah. it's something that everyone should have without question.
1: Yeah, Aaron actually taught us about these little plants called air plants. Mm-hmm. Now that you mentioned air quality, but they make these little things called air plants that don't have roots. They're these weird little, straight out of Mars, little <laughs> yeah. plants that uh, grow in like the tufts of trees. And they don't require soil yeah, they don't to require get their soil. nutrients. They yeah. just kind of grow there. And it's really a really cool thing to to display them because they, you don't put them in a pot. You just kind of soak them in water every couple of weeks Mm -hmm. or whatever, whenever they need water. And then you put them back in the the display. Yeah. So Tony and I went over and we figured out some cool ways to display these air plants. And we actually made a couple out of concrete. We made some out of wood and some wire and some, you know, little twirly things. And it looked really cool. Those videos turned out fantastic and uh, we just launched those things, so go check those out Yeah, on our YouTube channel. You can make your own, and uh, I think those will be really, really popular. Yeah, another really um, extensive, I think,
2: series of videos that we created in 2019 that hasn't really hit the wire yet, still kind of a big secret. Uh, we, you and I got together, and we built a Weekend Warrior-style farm table. Yes, and uh, very cool, very cool, uh, very we, heavy, very heavy. Yeah, we tell mm, them how big it is. What's well, three foot wide by eight feet long, and this is not the kind of a table that's telescoping, right? It's just one big, giant, beefy, heavy-duty, strong, cool-looking table. It and looks like.
1: It looks like you could have the Last Supper on it.
2: Yeah, it does. It really does. It's sort of a Last Supper kind of table. (laughs) When we designed it, we knew it was going to be strong and we knew it was going to be beefy, but uh, we hadn't really discussed what types or species of wood we would use to make it or how it was going to be. And uh, I kind of surprised Corey there towards the end of the project. I said, hey, man, I really want to put black walnut on the top. I want the top of this table to be black walnut. And you took
1: exception to that. Right out of the blocks, you I were like, I, I disagree with you. I disagreed because I had never built a farmhouse table. A, for one, I've never done it. And B, it was expensive. I mean, we spent a couple hundred dollars or a few hundred dollars on black walnut just for the surface of this table. And there were some tools that I did not have that I felt were necessary to get it done. Yeah, this lumber was live edge lumber. Yeah, I mean, it was like straight up off the mill. Unfinished. Unfinished. They just sawed it with a, you know, a bandsaw into slabs. It wasn't square. Nope. The edges weren't straight. It was four quarter or five. It was four quarter. Four quarter, yeah. So it was full one inch thick. We had to mill it. And uh, yeah, it was, it was. It was tough. Yeah, that was a that was a really tough.
2: You had to wrap your head around. I was convinced that you, that you and I together would be able to make this amazing, um, but it took you a little while to wrap your head around, it. and then eventually, I dragged you to the mill where we found the lumber, mm-hmm. and Gobi, you, and Gobi you, hardwood. yeah, Gobi. And you still, even when looking at the material, you were like, how are we supposed to pick this out? There's so much material here. What's going to be the right stuff? But we, in in true Weekend Warrior fashion, we worked the problem. You found that I was not wavering. This was a decision I'd made. And you were like, okay,
1: if this is what we're going to do, then let's do this. Well, I want to tell a quick story because this is crazy. So we got this stuff home. And Tony's telling me, it's going to be fine. We're going to figure it out. It's going to be fine. And and there's certain tools that you need to square up lumber. And I only had two of them. I had a surface planer and a table saw. So we were doing our best to square up this lumber to edge join the pieces together for a tabletop. Well, you can only get it so close. And it just wasn't happening. It wasn't close enough. And we were sitting there scratching our heads. We're parked outside of my in my garage. Mm-hmm. We got the garage open. Lo and behold, a guy that we had on our show earlier last year, Larry O'Halloran, who uh, lives around the corner from me, believe it or not, he's a yeah. neighbor. Yeah, stops by and says, "Hey, I uh, saw you guys saw the garage door open. What are you guys doing?" And we're like, <laughs> "Well, we're building this table." Yeah, and we're not quite sure how to do this. And he's like, "Oh, take it over to my buddy at this shop over here. He'll do it for free." Yep. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Tony loaded it up, took it over there, got it uh, edge-joined and planed up nice and smooth, brought it home. Baudry's Custom Cabinets in Newburgh. They took
2: it in, put it on their special tool, edge-joined those. Took them Uh, like 10 minutes. Yep. Got it all done, handed them back to me, and uh, when we put those things back together, they were absolutely perfect. Yeah. And we glued it up. And you suddenly felt so much better oh, about yeah. the project. Absolutely.
1: Well, they were they went together like we, then we then we
2: set then we spent six hundred and twenty two hours sanding the top. Yeah. With a belt sander and a palm sander. And
1: uh It and turned out it turned out amazing. Way better than I thought it would. I hope you go watch that video. Great series of videos for but, sure. Uh, yeah. That is a weekend warrior. <laughs>
2: style. Yep. Table for sure. And so many more projects yet to come in 2020. We're super excited. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Uh, we we got so much for you. This has been another episode of Your Weekend Warriors right here on the Weekend Warriors Radio Network. Have a great week.